Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. Hallelujah, Father God. Hallelujah, Lord. I just feel a rejoicing in my spirit right now, Mm. Father God. Thank you, Lord. Just thank you, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for your grace. I thank you, Father God, that you give us the ability to grow, Father God. Mm-hmm. That even though, Father God, you show us things, Father God, and may, we may go on a different path, that you give us that space to grow, Father God. And mm-hmm. we just thank you, Lord, that you never, you never leave us, Father God. You never forsake us, Father God. You are there always. So yeah. we rejoice right now because we serve an awesome God, Father God. You are awesome, Lord. You are amazing in all your ways. The great I am, Father God. I am that I am, Father God. You are amazing. We thank you, Father God. I pray, Father God, that as we prepare our our ears to see you right now and our eyes to hear you, Father God, that we come before you right now in gratitude, that we give thanks to you for this moment, Father God. I rejoice hearing Marcia, Father God. I thank you because Marcia, there is fire in you. There is power in you, Father God. And I thank you, Father God, for her new birth, Father mm-hmm. God. I thank you, Father God. And that was just the first of many, Father God, of times that she will be able to affect others, Father God, in her presence and her prayer life, Father God. You hear our prayers, Father God. You hear us. Thank you for reminding us, Father God, that although it might not be in our time, Father God, but that your time is perfect, Father God. You are the great sovereign God, Father God. And so we submit our will to you, Father God. We submit our ways to you, Father God, and we surrender to your word, Father God. We thank you, Father God, that it is in your time, Father God. So we celebrate, Father God, and we excite it, Father God. I pray, Father God, that right now we just thank you for it all, Father God. I thank you, Father God, not just for the good, Father God, but I thank you, Father God, for the the hard time, Father God, because it's in the hard time that you're producing our character, Father God, and our perseverance, Father God. So we thank you, Father God. We thank you for those moments, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the times we've been on our knees, Father God, Mm -hmm. wailing in prayer for things that you've shown us, Father God, and that, Lord, you are answering. Your word says, Mm -hmm. seek me and you will find you, Mm -hmm. Father God. We seek you right now, Father God. We come before you, Father God. We're chasing that. May we chase after you, Father God that this is just not another moment, Father God, but you are welcoming and wanting us, Father God. So we're looking for you, Father God. We're hastening to your throne, Father God. May we we wake ourselves up, Father God. May we come running to you, Father God. Come coming to your throne, Father God, because you you will meet us, Father God. And as you are meeting us right now, we say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Have your way, Holy Spirit. May we connect to you in ways that we've never connected 
God, reveal yourself to us, Father God. Mm. I thank you, Father God, that even in the moments, even when you taught me, Father God, that even when flies come and bugs come, Father God, if we just stop and listen, Father God, that even in those moments you're speaking, Father God, you are always speaking. And so we listen right now, Father God. We are listening. We are listening. I pray, Father God, that we remove distractions right now and we come before you. We say thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God. May we be a people, Father God, that are filled with faith, Father God, that are filled with faith, Father mm, yes, God, Father. that we will rise thank up, Father God. God. We will not be afraid to step out, that we will not be afraid to open up our mouths, that we will not be afraid, Father God, to be who you created us to be, Father God, your chosen people, Father God, a chosen people that is dearly loved, Father God. So we come right now, Father God, as your daughters, as your sons, Father God, saying that we rise up. May we rise up in this moment, Father God. Have your way, Father God. I thank you for your word that is a lamp into our feet and a light into our path, Father God. I pray right now, Father God, that you would enlighten us, Father God, that you are the light, Father God. So I pray that the light that you are, Father God, will be in us so that we will go forth in this world and be reflectors of your glory, Father God. We ask, Father God, that right now, Father God, Will you pour down the revelation on us, Father God? We thank you for our apostle, Father God. We thank you for the anointing that is on her life, Father thank God, you, and the word that is on her tongue, Father thank God. You, I pray, Father God, for the fires that she starts, Father God. And so I pray, Father God, as thank your you, word says, the Holy Spirit, you are a fire within us. Yeah. And so tonight, Father God, I pray that the fire will be lit in all each and every one of us, Father God, that this word will fall down afresh on us, that it will not just sit there father god but that it will go deep inside of us that will cause us to be um to, to be transformed father god that what we are about to hear father god may it convict us where it needs to convict us and may it convert us where we need to be converted father god may each and every one of us father god not be the same Amen. after this hour father god may we be may we be stronger in you may the fire Thank be you, lit father. inside of us father god so that the things that need to be consumed in this world with your father will be consumed with our tongues of the holy spirit and holy spirit we say thank you thank you you, holy spirit for being our guider thank you for being our comforter thank you for being our friend thank you for being everything that we need it's not in our strength but your strength father god so have your way right now father god just just have your way father god have your way father god thank you we love you we thank you we bless your name and the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Let's just get your Bible prepared. Just turn to the book of Joshua. Turn to the book of Joshua, Old Testament. Um, we are in Bible study. And so Bible study, study of the word. Um, it's a little bit different, right, than our Saturdays. I have not been with you in two Saturdays, but I do want to thank the um, pastors and leaders who have been filling in. It has been powerful um, these last past Saturdays. Thank you guys for for filling in and for what we're receiving. I want to um, remind us of the the three Saturdays ago Um, we were beginning our journey into the book of Joshua. 
Um, and God began to talk to us about before we go, if you remember that. And then he talked to us about uh, prepared to go. And so we were at the beginning of, of Joshua, the, the, the book of Joshua, and God begins to give Joshua instruction as to how he is to enter into the land, as well as how to get the people prepared to enter into the land. And so as I had nothing at 640 <laughs> and walked in and made a song up, evangelist tied to the pastor said, I ain't got nothing. Um, I went into my office and sat down and Holy Spirit began to speak. And so we're gonna go briefly back to um, Joshua <laughs> chapter one, but I want to give to us some information about the book of Joshua because this is Bible study. And so the book of Joshua is written by Joshua. And the reason that is important is because, you know, there are books in the Bible that have a name of a person, but may not have been written by that actual person. But this was written by Joshua and the book of Joshua is a historical book. That's what it, it, it is a historical recount of the time that he was in. And the book of Joshua was to assure the Israelites, okay, that the living God, that the living God's will, right, that he would, that he was going to reward their obedience, okay? He, he needed to assure them that if they were steadfast and obedient, that God would reward their obedience. It also was to record their entrance into the promised land and their conquests in the promised land. I want you to write those two words down, entrance and conquest, because we're gonna talk about that. Um, but this was about their interest, entrance into the promised land and the conquests that they would have in the promised land. You need to understand there's a way to enter the promised place God has for you. And what you have to know is there are going to be battles in that land, but that you are going to have great conquest because who is with you? The God of heaven and earth is with you. He says, just as I was with Moses, Joshua, so will I be with you. And so I wanted to just give us some historical background about this book why Joshua wrote it. And what's beautiful is when you get to the end, um, the last couple of books, uh, I'm sorry, chapters within this book, there becomes, a, there comes a challenge that lasts. It is a, it is a, a challenge that has gone through generations. I am cracking up right now. I'm sorry, because I just looked over and my husband is staring at me like he is a pupil at the front of the class. I love him so much. Um, and so there is a challenge at the end and we're going to get there because we're going to be journeying through Joshua, right? Because we need to know how to enter our promised land, how to be conquerors in the promised land and how to remain obedient and in, the, and in God's will, because this is where he's called us to go. And so we're going back to chapter one. We're going to read from verse one to six 
but then we're going to live in chapter and verse six tonight. Chapter one, we're going to read from verses one to six. I'm going to read tonight out of the NIV. It says this, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses's aid, okay, because he was Moses's aid. He was, he literally served Moses, watched Moses. He studied Moses. He was the closest person to Moses next to Aaron. And it says, Moses, my servant is dead. This is what God is saying to Joshua. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates and all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. No one will be, a no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Verse six, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Let's go to seven. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you and do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. I want us to go back to verse six. Be strong and courageous. Stop right there. Where that comma is in your Bible, stop right there. And as I went to sit back, when I went to sit down in my office, Miss Daphne, I heard the Lord clear as day say, don't lose courage now. And I thought, whoa, wait, wait a minute. He said, go back to chapter one. And I said, okay. And he said, I told Joshua to be courageous. I'm, I'm gonna read what he said. So he wouldn't, he wouldn't stop when it got hard. He'd remember. And then God had a question. He said, will you? And that's the question to us. He said, I told him to be courageous because I needed him not to stop when things got hard. I needed him to remember. And if we look at verse six and we look at verse seven, God repeats himself. He says, be strong and courageous. But then in verse seven, he says, be, be strong and very courageous. Let's define that word courageous again, because I want to add some definitions that when we were, we were talking about this passage before, I, wanna, I really want to cement this for us. Uh, it means to be alert. It means to be brave. It means to be bold. I love this one. It means to be solid, solid. It means to be strengthened, to be secure, to make firm. I love this one, to be determined, to persist and to be strong and feel strong. I love that one, be strong and feel strong. He didn't just need to, to, to be strong. He needed to feel strong. If any of us have ever worked out, one of the reasons people stop working out is because they don't feel anything is happening. We don't see the change. We don't see 
things progressing. And God said, I don't just need you to declare a thing. I need you to feel that thing. Because when you begin to feel it, uh, the uh, some people, I when I was growing up in, in, in different ministries, I would see people praise the Lord. And I would hear some people say, it don't take all that. It does. It takes that and some more. And there are things, the word of God is not, uh, it can't be alive if you don't feel it. If we're saying this is a living word and he's a living God, then there are things that when we read this word, it comes alive in us and it should take root and cause us to then feel what the word is doing on the inside of us so that when we are sent as messengers, we can make that word come alive for somebody else. They're not feeling our emotions, but they're feeling his spirit. They're feeling his presence. And he said, I need you to not just be courageous. I need you to feel courageous because I need you to stand in that posture. I don't need you to just think it. I need you to feel it. I don't need you to just think it. I need you to see it in yourself so that when you go into the territory and you see giants, you don't see yourself less than because you already feel like a giant before the giants ever get in front of you. You feel mighty even before the battle begins. You feel firm. You feel solid. You feel strength. You feel uh, uh, brave. See, a lot of us try to wait to muster up something we don't already have when something starts to happen. When chaos comes, you're trying to work up your faith. You have to know that you have faith. You have to feel your faith and walk by faith. Your faith, faith is an action word. You have to feel bold, not just declare I want to be bold. You have to stand in that which he is saying and begin to take that from the inside out so that you literally not are just standing in it, but you feel it and possess it. Don't lose courage now. And I know that some of you are facing some real battles in your personal lives or you're watching other people in real battles. And God is saying to you, don't lose courage now. Don't, don't, don't lose your braveness now. Don't let go of your boldness now. Don't give your strength up now. You've been solid for a while. You've been firm for a while. You've been fixed for a while. You, you know the God that you serve and you know what he said to you. Don't you lose your courage now. Now's the time to amp that courage up. Now it's time to be braver than you've ever been. And now it's time to, to stand firm, fixed and persist because the way that is ahead of you needs you to show up as he has called you to be. Be determined, be determined, be determined. When people say to me, oh, well, I'm trying. If you look up the word try, it just means to make an attempt. We've got to get from trying to be determined to do. We can make all the attempts in the world but when you are determined to do, when you are determined to do, then you will follow in obedience and agreement with his will. He said, don't lose the courage now. Let's, uh, uh, I wanna look at something. When we talked about the, this book of the Bible, and we talked about that Joshua is writing this historical book to give us um, a glimpse of the entrance and the conquest I begin to look up those two words. The word entrance means this, a passage or a door that allows access to a place. 
God has given you entrance and access to some places, but it's how you go into those. It's how you step into those opportunities. It's how you step into, into those divine appointments. It's how you enter in that is going to be a telltale sign for how you'll manage and weather through the storms. If you enter in timid, if you enter in fearful, if you enter in scared, then you have already let all the giants in the valley know they can eat and swallow you up. But if you enter into this prepared place, because remember, Canaan was a prepared place for God's people. The places he has for you, the opportunities he has for you, the divine connections he has for you, the divine assignments he has for you are already prepared places. And if you enter those places like a visitor and not a conqueror, then the place that he's prepared, you won't recognize that it's yours. You'll walk in like a visitor. You, you'll walk in as if you are just a, a, a passing by or passing through. And the reality is this is your place. This is your territory. We ready said everywhere you put your feet, everywhere you put your feet is your territory. But if you come in like a visitor, then you have said to all the inhabitants of this new place that they can have it. They can overtake you. They can, they can scare you in one second. Because here's the thing. If you don't show the enemy your bold, he'll show you how bad he is. And so the entrance is important. How we are entering every place that God has given you access to. How you enter your job matters. And it's not just your swag of how you walk in, but it's about how you talk when you enter the room. It's about how, where's your, where is the fruit of the spirit when you walk in the room? Where's your gentleness and your kindness and your long suffering and your joy and your self-control? We're entering rooms and don't realize we're succumbing to the culture and the environment that is in direct opposition to the culture and the kingdom. We are falling prey and we're losing the battles little by little because we're getting into conversations and have and don't realize that we are on a gossip chain with everybody else. But we said we'd be different. We don't realize that, that we're starting to backbite what we said we would. We don't realize that the environment has now taken over us because we didn't enter right. And here's the thing, if you enter more highly than you think you are, if you enter thinking that, 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 you, can, that, that you will not ever, come on, here's the problem. We enter in with so much pride because we, we, we the Christians. And so we come in with pride, we come in with judgment. And as soon as you do that, you set yourself up to be swallowed. Because what's beautiful about Joshua is that not too many books from the first chapter, Joshua needed a woman that everyone else counted out by the name of Rahab. And you will miss the divine connection because you judge them as less valuable. You judge them as not 
the person that that could help you possibly the person that has what you need because you're looking for people to do like you and sound like you and act like you because you forgot who you used to be it's how we enter are we entering with the same grace as as minister janetta prayed the ability to let others grow are, are we entering with grace and are we coming with the understanding that this is a place of victory because he already said the territory belongs to me let's talk about conquest the word conquest means this to over uh, the overcoming of a problem or a weakness. I started to think about this. I was in HR for many, many years. And one of the questions I used to hate on an interview, and then the one I used to hate to have to ask because it's kind of standard HR question is, tell me about your strengths and your weaknesses. And what's really interesting is that a lot of people will say, oh, my strength is my weakness. Or they'll list all these wonderful things and they'll be like, but I don't really have any weaknesses or give you something that's like, what? But the truth is for us, the conquering, the conquest comes when we put ourselves in the position to let God be strong. It says in my weakness, he's made strong. Weakness is not about your inability, but weakness is about your resting and trusting in who God is and what God has already said he's going to do. He said the conquest comes in overcoming the problems and the weaknesses. And what we do is run from the problems. What we try to do is hide the weaknesses. And God says, I'm gonna use all of that for my glory but I need you to trust me because the way to conquer is not the same way man conquers in the world. The way to conquer with God is not gonna look like how man conquers in the world. And he said, you will be successful wherever you go. If you follow after me, if you remain courageous and brave, if you remember to observe my word and don't go to the left and don't go to the right, because there are giants in the land, but I'm going to give you strategy. I'm going to give you strategy, but I need your humility. And it is in weakness where we find humility to say, God, I don't know it all. I don't have all the answers. I'm making myself low that you can be high in my life so that your power and your might is what is being seen and not by my strength. I'm strong in you, not in myself. And so how we enter and then our ability to know how to conquer is important, but you can't lose courage now. And so I asked God, I said, I've often seen you repeat yourself, but it's very interesting how you consistently repeat yourself. He doesn't just repeat to Joshua, be strong and courageous. He says, remember. And then he goes down again and says, remember, remember, remember. And God said this, he said, I repeat for you to retain. I said, oh my goodness. I repeat for you to retain. The word repeat means this to say again what has already been said. It also means uh, um, done again. So he repeats what he's already said. 
for us to retain what he said. The word retain means this, continue to have, to keep possession of, to hold. So I repeat, so you can hold it. I, I repeat, so you can keep possession of it. I repeat, so you can continue to keep possession. I repeat, so you can be fixed in what I said. And many of us have forgotten what he said, or we have turned it to the left, or we've turned it to the right. But he said, I'm repeating for you to retain. I'm not repeating because I think you're slow. I'm not repeating because I don't think you heard me. I'm repeating so you can retain it. And once you retain it now, I need you to keep repeating it. Because when you repeat it, you'll remember. And many of us have forgotten some key things God has said, he's assured us of because we stopped repeating. So now we don't remember. You stop repeating that promise. You, you stop repeating. And the repeating of that promise brings faith on the inside. The repeating of that promise restores faith on the inside. The repeating of that promise lets you stand in faith on the inside. The repeating of that promise activates greater faith because we go from faith to faith and glory to glory. But you stop repeating so you don't remember. And when you don't remember, Oh, you are you 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 have set yourself up to turn to the left or turn to the right. And the reason many of us lose courage is because we have stopped repeating. And once we stop repeating, we can't retain, and what we don't retain, we can't remember. You got to take possession of the words he's given you. Stop letting them fall to the wayside like, oh, that was just another good word. His word is always good. And because it's always good, I need to repeat it. Because let me tell y'all something. I have seen instances where people have literally said what God has said, but in the face of the word meeting up with them, they refuse to accept it because now it doesn't fit in their comfortability. It doesn't fit the story or, 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 or the picture that they put out there. And now it, 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 it rumbles and it disrupts what they believe. But I'm sorry, if he said it, it doesn't matter what you're saying. He said it. So now as he said it, can you begin to repeat what he said? Because most of us are repeating what we said. Most of us are still repeating what we thought. A lot of us are still holding on to the intention and the plan for our life that we had. Come on, somebody. Me and Evangelist Ty both thought we were going to be something else, doing something else. And if I was still repeating that picture, I wouldn't be here in front of you all right now. But I heard what God said very clearly on a stair in Germany in a cathedral when he said, I've called you to preach my word. I laughed at first, but I heard it so clearly that it is something that I've never forgotten because I still repeat it. Even on the days I'm struggling, I repeat it. Even on the days that I'm weak, I'm repeating it because I retained what he said. So I remember what he said. So I don't turn to the left and I don't turn to the right. I'm not moved by what anybody thinks about me. I know who he says I am and I know what he's called me to do. And so because of that, I keep repeating it. Just last night, I asked evangelist um 
Suzette, a question because I'm repeating a promise God said to me in my 20s that hasn't arrived yet, but I believe. And when I asked her, she replied what I've been remembering. And then today, God sent Erica to my house to, re to restate what God said to me 20 something years ago and she didn't know nothing but god said i'm repeating it so you keep retaining it and remembering what i said so you don't turn to the left and you don't turn to the right don't lose courage now y'all you're right there don't lose courage now this battle is almost over, but the next battle is coming. And then the next battle is coming because in the promised place, the battles amp up because in the promised place, there's bigger giants because you've got a big God. Don't lose courage now. Any questions, comments, or concerns? Wow. I do. <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't trying to preach. I, Yes, Sandy, my Sandy, come on in. Hello. Okay, so I just want to say hi. Um, so what do you do or how what mm -hmm. how should your mindset be when your when you have desires? that mm -hmm. you haven't heard the Lord speak about. So, you know, like you said, oh, go back to what he said, but he's like, I don't know what he said about that. I ain't, I don't have, I don't have a word about that. Is so that a, if you don't have a word about it, then you have to let go of whatever you are saying. Okay. Because it goes back to this, because if you keep saying what you're saying, whenever he does speak, what you're saying may be louder than what he wants to say. What if it's like nothing? Then wait. It goes oh. back to what we talked about last week, right? With Jonah. Don't run, but take a holy pause. Pause and praise because you're in the wait right now. And that's really where you are, Sandy. You, God has given you so much, but you're in the wait. A lot, I'm in the wait. Can we all be real? All of us are in the wait at some, at some point in our lives right now. There are things, so my thing to you is, and I say this when I teach um, Sandy, is you can only stand on the last thing you know God said. And until he says the next thing, just stand on what you do know he said. Stop trying to figure out what he wants to say. Stand on what you do know he said. Stop trying to figure out, guys, we got to get out of this trying to figure it all out. You know, you and I talked about this, Sandy, because there's such a there's such a theology and message right now in the in the in the in in the church, and I'm not talking about the body, but in ministries that you need to know and you better know now and da 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 da. And really what he wants you to know is him. You're in the best place to know him. And the more you know him, then he reveals the plan he has. But many of us don't stay standing on the last thing he said because we're too far trying to project the, what he might say or what we want him to say. What you got to do is, because I know he's spoken to you before. Even last week, I was there. I was there like a week and a half ago. You know that. <laughs> so my thing is stand on what he has said and wait until he does say the next thing. And let me, let me let's go scripture. 
They that delight themselves in the Lord, he will give them the desires of their heart. But those desires become, are, are from him to you because as you delight, abide, remain in him, he then shares the plan he has for you with you. And those become the desires. Right now, y'all, any, des look, there are a lot of things that we look at that seem very good. Doesn't mean they're very God. It's a lot of really good things I could do. <laughs> okay, a lot, a lot of good things I'd like to do. But I have to wait until God gives permission and says, this is his will for me. A lot of us want promotion without permission. We want to advance. We want to go to the next thing. We want to be in the next place. And God is saying, I didn't give you permission yet. I, I need you to wait here because here's where I want to develop you and me. Here's where I want you to get to know me more. Here's where I want you to get you to know you more. Here's where the pruning and the, and the refining comes. And this actually, y'all, is the best place to be. Because when he sends you out, <laughs> when he's got you with other people or in front of other people, that's when, if you haven't done this work, this, this will kill you. So if, wait, so Sandy, back to your question, stand on the thing you do know he said. Even if you only know he said one thing, stand on that. Stand on that. Walk that out. Live that out. Be obedient to that. And as you do that, he will, he's not a, he's not a silent God. He's going to say the next thing. I hope that helps. No, yes. Oh, yes. Sorry, I was on mute. No, no, yes. you're fine. You're fine. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Sandy. I love you. Love you. Anyone else? I know it's Bible study and, I, and my husband told me I, I preached, but I, good Lord. Y'all know it's just different. You know, everything's different now for me. So anyone else? Come on, jump in. Or y'all might be like, no, we actually don't want to talk to you at all. We just want to go. Going once, going twice. I'm gonna let Pastor Alice come and close. Oh, oh, Miss Daphne, come on, come on, Pastor. I'm gonna have you close those out. Come on, Miss Daphne. Come in the room. Oh, she. I think you're frozen, Miss Daphne, because the rest of us are moving. Daphne. There you are. There you are. Um, it's kind of going in and out. I'm trying to work this new. I'm hoping you gave me permission. Yeah, you're good. We can hear you. Yes, permission. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Can you hear me? We can hear you. Okay. Uh, great, great, great. Jesus, if I could sing, I would. Right, because I love him so much. I love the. I love God so much, because this is nothing but a series of confirmations. If anybody on here that I have spoken to know that this is nothing but things that we have discussed together. I mean, probably from the beginning and the crossing over the waiting for the last word don't move and then when you enter in, you know, making sure we pretty much have allowed him to take care of the stuff because as we enter into the promise, whatever that may be, and we haven't dealt with stuff, 
you're going to be attacked, meaning you're going to be infected or affected by the stuff because you still are got the big I and E and all mm. of this and that. And then the, the greatest thing for me um, when my daughter was going through where, you know, she thought somebody was shooting, which I feel my heart and her siblings feel like it was just the firework season. It was just so close, but it did terrify her. The next day she was in a car accident, really not horrible, just the car was bad. And then an event with my husband. But when I was in the hospital, one of the words that I heard the the Lord say to me was, you know, will this separate you, right, from mm -hmm. my love? Yeah. So that's basically the word I use to um to do warfare with whenever the enemy would tell me, um, try to whisper something. Look, you know this was gonna happen. No, this is not gonna separate me from the love. God, even if the worst thing happens to my husband, this is not going to separate me from the love of God, you know, because God knows what's best. This is the other thing. As the enemy was trying to remind me of all the things that were going on in my life, the Lord just took me and showed me all the other things that he had prepared and awaiting, like these other things is coming. If enemy keep me so distracted and blinded, I would never see all the blessing, whatever you deem is blessings for you. It could be a house, car, whatever, but they're, they're here as well. And I said, well, Lord, I don't want to even be overtaken by all these beautiful wonderful things I said what must I do and you and apostle remember or pastor remember that day when I got on on a Wednesday and I said how can I serve you because the Lord told me the best thing that I could do to keep myself protected is to serve to continue to serve and the only thing I could do was ask how can I serve you guys so for me in this season of humility stand humble all I know is to continue doing what I was doing right but to even serve more. So that's where that whole thing. So for me, everything that God is saying, I, I'm overwhelmed. I'm holding my head because I'm just, I love him so much that he will speak to me that I can hear. And then he continues, like you said, none of this is fresh. He's just, he said it through Shay. He said it through uh, Pastor Shay. He said it through Pastor Ryan. He said it through Pastor um, Alex. And he just keeps repeating the same words. Yes, he's saying it differently, but he's saying the same thing in hopes that we grasp it, in hopes that I grasp it. And I'm just grateful to be grasping everything that he's saying in the midst of all of these moving parts. But I'm holding on to the one that is not moving. He is staying stable and firm in my life. And that I'm just holding on to that because no matter how much I'm blessed in this world, let's just talk about material things. They don't mean nothing if I don't have the Lord. So I, it's like, I'm, I'm glad that I'm that purging of all that stuff that I once deemed to be um, great, like what the world wants us to believe, having the finances, having possessions of cars and money and land and all that stuff. None of that means nothing if I, ha I don't have the Lord. So I'm just glad, I'm happy about what he's doing right now in my life. And I just want to remain consistent in that and that alone. So I know I probably chased the rabbit and went around the mojo, but for me, <laughs> it was just a beautiful word tonight. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful. So me signing off that. Well, we are definitely grateful for you, uh, Miss Daphne. Um, yeah, one thing I do understand is that you're here. And one of the most difficult things for us as believers to do are the two things that bring us really what we need from heaven. And that's the waiting and the standing still. 
you know, and so those are the things that, you know, we have to grab a hold of because our humanity is anxious. And the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, no thing. Why? Because he knows what we have need of. So thank you. Thank you. I thank you for uh, just sharing your heart. So let's pray out. And then tell them to sing one second. Okay. Pray. You, you, you oh, can I do it now? Yes. No, pray. And then don't leave one second after he's done with prayer. One second. Go okay. ahead. Well, let's pray. Gracious Father in heaven, we thank you so much for allowing us to hear what it is that you needed for us to hear, God. We thank you for the apostle, dear God. We thank you for uh, allowing us to just participate with all the great things you have for us, God. We thank you for an ear to see and the eyes to hear, yes, God. God. Thank you, Father, that in this, in this time for what we heard, what we heard on tonight is that we will not lose courage now. So, Father, thank you. Thank you for all the things that's going to take place. We trust and believe in you, Father. We pray that you would just cover us throughout this evening for those who are traveling, bind up any acid, stop us, collisions, fender bends, tickets, stoppage, malfunction, vehicle, God. We pray for your peace to meet everyone at their appointed place, God, until it's time for us to meet again. We love you and we thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your guidance. Thank you for the truth that continuously sets us free. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the KHOW podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.